The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report, 1500 AM, Podcast One, of course, all your podcast uh, platforms. I'm Claude Jennings. He is Kevin Stanfield. We're both socially distant, or at least mm-hmm. physically distant. We're very social, and uh, and so we haven't stopped socializing. Uh, we just have are physically being around people, uh, and we've got some football to talk about. We've got some, of course, coronavirus update stuff to talk about, but uh, as we do uh, every week, Kevin, especially during this pandemic, Although some would argue that it's not a pandemic. It is a pandemic. Um, yes. uh, I just want to know, you know, how are you feeling? How's everything going? It is going well. We're, and you know what? You have just invented something. No more social distancing. Social distancing to me is now going to be a term where we're talking about our relationship with people, right? I don't right. care how <laughs> you, could be, you could be sitting next to someone to be socially distant. But we're right. going to be we're going to be practicing Physical distancing. This is what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Right here on the Federal Football Report, we have coined a new phrase, physical distancing, because that's what we want you all to do. Stay away from each other. That's that's basically it. And, and, uh, you know, it's been a disturbing trend that, that, you know, statistically, a lot of the uh, victims of of this virus have been elderly people. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, me personally – I, my, one of my goals in life is to get as old as possible. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. So I think, you know, the elderly should be rewarded for achieving that with all this nonsense yeah, going yeah. on in this world. I think we should give the elderly a bonus, not act like they're like a burden. They should be a bonus. We'll say, yeah, know, women, children and old people first. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Well, yeah. And don't and let's not let's not act like you know, they're expendable or that the virus is not a big deal because it's mostly fatal for old people. It's like, well, we should all care, right? Like we should feel yeah. like it shouldn't matter someone's age as to whether we think this is serious or not, right? Not 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 to me. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me. So <laughs> all you old folks out there, because you know I'm I'm getting to be I know I don't look it. I'm getting to be considered to be one of them older older Americans too. You know, I can walk into Giant at six a.m. and don't feel any shame. <laughs> you know Absolutely, and I enjoy so, that. I think, yeah, of I course, think that's very cool. Absolutely, I think that's very Absolutely. cool. So let's see what's happening in the sports world. A couple things we'll talk about. First, let's talk about Dak Prescott throwing a party at his house when, again, we're supposed to be socially well. We can be social, physically distant. Physically. Uh, but he has all these people in his house. He's throwing this little get together, and from what I understand, upwards of forty people or something like that. Well, I'm thinking of that's what that's. I've heard different things. I've heard a report that Dak Dak released a report that said there was no more than ten people at any one time in the house. Right? You know, who knows? Right? That, who knows? Here, here's the thing, that, and and athletes fall into this all the time. You don't know who your friends are, right? Because That's someone right, yeah. had to turn Dak in. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody's standing at his house with one of those clicker things like a Safeway, that click, click, click. <laughs> you know, it's the same type of dudes who release YouTube videos of dudes doing things they weren't supposed to be doing, granted, right? Right, right. But, right. You're my boy. Why are you videoing me doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the athlete entrusted you to invite you in his house and you're going to, you know, 
do him in like that, right? I'm, I'm right. not saying that Dak was right. You know, if Dak was wrong, sure, he sure. was wrong. My first thought, honestly, was, well, if anybody has access to the test, it's the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know what? It's funny because my first thought when I saw that was, are they sure it was Dak and not Zeke? I'm like, they got the wrong guy here because it doesn't seem like something <laughs> Dak would do. Dak, Dak seems like the guy who wouldn't have anybody over the house, whether it's coronavirus season or not. Uh, and Zeke seems to be the one who would be down at Mardi Gras in the middle of coronavirus. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. But, you know, you never know, man. That star does, does corrupting things to people, right? You know what I'm saying, right? You, know, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. you never know what happens. You know, you can't trust your car to the man who wears a star. <laughs> but but you know I'm just you know I'm hoping everybody I know one thing he didn't have any old people in, in the party right so they are yeah so no one was in danger exactly at the start because nobody old was there um what else you know coming up this weekend they've got that um ESPN's doing that miniseries on uh, the Chicago Bulls the Jordan era Bulls I'm really right, looking right, forward right. to that I am really looking forward to that you know I am too in a way but. But, you know, it, it's bittersweet for me because I was a huge Knicks fan back in the day. Uh-oh. You know, okay. being the Washingtonian, my, my allegiance was always to the Bullets then slash Wizards, mostly Bullets. <laughs> and then secondly, it was always to the New York Knicks. Uh, ah, okay. When I first started watching pro basketball, it was the Walt Frazier, Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry Lucas, Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley teams. I always loved the Knicks. Uh-huh. And, the Knicks would have been a championship dynasty if it wasn't for the fact they came along at the same time as those as Jordan Bulls, right? right? You know, yes. And yep. but but those were the most titanic battles you ever seen in the NBA. Oh God! But yeah, I'm a uh, oh God! Yeah, in, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what's happening. I mean, I mean, you pretty much know everything there is to know about Jordan. He wasn't exactly a, a Boy Scout, but he was a, he was a winner, right? Right? right. Exactly. Know, so. Exactly. Yeah, so maybe I don't know what they can let us know that they we didn't know already, right? You know, and, and then again, how, what generation do you think will really be? Do you think like the 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 average millennial unquote will be as interested in this as it would be uh, something on uh, uh, LeBron or, or you know what? Or, yeah, I think I think any I think anyone for the most part, if, if they're not huge sports fans, but I think anyone 30 and up, maybe 32 and up, is going to yeah. love this. They're going to watch it. Um, the millennials, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And maybe I'll ask a few um, who fit. I mean, I fit in the millennial age group, but I'm at the upper end. And so I'll ask them who <laughs> fit in the snug in the middle of it, whether they want to watch it or not. And we'll do an informal poll uh, here on yeah, the Federal yeah. Football Report to see what's up. But I think it's going to get huge... Um, Huge ratings. And by the way, just two quick things while we're talking about retro basketball. Did you see the comments that uh, Charles Oakley made about Patrick Funer? You were talking about the Knicks. Uh, I'm trying to see where this interview was done. But uh, Charles Oakley was, you know, asked about uh, 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 the Knicks. It was on CBS Radio, uh, um, the DA show. Uh, He said that ultimately he believed that Patrick Ewing held the Knicks back. (laughs) This is what Charles Oakley said. He said he never he said he never put us on his back like he should have. Because every adversity he ducked away from. I don't understand what that means, number one. But how can you say that the best player on the team, who killed, who literally did carry the team, he didn't put us on his back the way he should have? There's just something about, to me, being an athlete, a competitor, and, and, and almost like being a man, that, that it's just a cowardly thing to say, I think, that 
this person didn't put us on his back the way he could have. Think, That's why we didn't that. Like, wait a minute. Think about you, that. You're already that. getting a free ride. I mean, and Charles Oakley, I like, I love Charles Oakley as a player. I mean, I, 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 I like Oakley. I mean, even now, I like Charles Oakley. But I just, I'm just saying, like, to say he didn't put us on his back the way he should have, it's like you're already riding the man's back. Why won't you blame other people? Like, we all should have stepped up to Pat's level. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand that. Think about this for a second. The man is saying we didn't achieve anything greater because he didn't do it. <laughs> he, uh-huh. didn't say, he didn't say, he. oh, he was saying, oh, we could have been great, but we had one of the best, we had a Hall of Fame guy on our team. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that is ridiculous, exactly. man. I didn't know you can receive brain damage like that. Playing <laughs> right, That's right, crazy. Right. That is just so crazy, man. I don't understand. Yeah, how, so I don't know what Charles up is talking about. And and, 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 and and he was also talking about, like, responsibility as far as speaking up and standing up for teammates and things like that. But it's like, man, I'm here to play ball. Like, I don't understand. Again, if you need someone to speak up for you, you're an adult male. Speak up for yourself. Like, what do you need me to say man, for you? Like, that, that, is, that is crazy, man. Uh, uh, Ewing, was one of the, Ewing was president of the union, I believe, at that time, right? You know, as well. And, and here's the thing, going back and circling back to the Bulls thing, you, you got to admire Phil Jackson and the intelligence of Phil Jackson because he knew, he looked at the landscape, and he knew that the only thing between uh, uh, the Bulls and the dynasty was the New York Knicks. And if you go back and look at those rosters in those championship years, Phil Jackson had that team loaded with centers. He had like five mm-hmm. centers on his roster. Absolutely. Because he knew Absolutely. if you stop Ewing, if you wore Ewing down in the seven-game series, I mean, think about it. You had uh, Weddington. You had Cartwright. Mm-hmm. You had yep. Luke Longley. You had... Yep. Um, yep. God, I can't, I can't think of the And I feel like that second run that the Bulls had, uh, you know, Phil was was starting to lead the way with some big uh, big guys who could shoot, like Tony Kukoc and stuff like that. So, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Oakley is is a uh, is is nuts. I mean, we try to be nice. You know, you know. Oakley is one of those older Americans that we just talk about have respect for. This <laughs> he's nuts. They said the mind is the first thing to go. Yeah, you know, it's mine. It's yeah, just Oakley, it's just Oakley had a problem with a fan. A couple didn't Oakley get like kicked out of the garden about a couple of months ago. Into the yeah, 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 yeah. They had the yeah, okay. fans got upset yeah, and had yeah, to fight yeah. to get them back in there, but. Um, but but then again, speaking of vintage basketball, you know, um, I, uh, uh, that would be see. I, I was up watching um, uh, ESPN super late. Like my sleep schedule seems to be off, and they were showing um, the 2016, maybe a 2015 Western Conference series between uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder when Durant was on there right. against uh, the Golden State Warriors, where they had the Warriors three games to one, that's and they right. were showing. Uh, the Warriors comeback, and I think that that's good, that's fine, but I'm thinking this isn't the kind of throwback game I want to see. I want to see something from the 90s. I want to see that Jordan, I want to see Jordan and, and, and I want to see the Bulls-Knicks matchup. I want to see Jordan trying to get past the Pistons. And I'm just thinking, why aren't they showing retro games like that? Why are they showing like classic classics? I don't mean classics from a, a season and a half ago. Like, I like I mean, and I mean, I think that there have been some really, really good games, but let's wait before we put anything James Harden has done in on the classic reel. Let's go back to classic classics. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? James Harden is, is a great, great player and been a part of some great games. And even last year or two years ago, those Rockets and, and, and Golden State Warriors series were awesome. 
But I mean, you know, my son, he's seven. He was more excited to see that one, that that game. And that was a classic to him. And I'm like, yeah, this was good, but it's too recent to be a classic. <laughs> oh, I, can, we'll see. I don't mean to sound like an old man, but again, this, this, maybe this is the old people's appreciation show. Hey, man, don't, because you know, don't I think let them know you go back, back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> right. the they think you're old. But no, you know what? The decisions, the programming decisions are too often being made by people who think that, like, a golden oldie is Justin Timberlake or something. Right, <laughs> like yeah, that, right. You know, they just have no concept. It's like, if they didn't see it, it didn't exist, right? The same with the NFL, man. It's just, you know, I, I guess they look at the games and if they can't see the first down line on the field when they're looking at the screen, it's not it's not a real game. But that's that's where the game was made, man. Guys who didn't, I mean, guys who never saw like a, a Earl Campbell play or, 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 or a Walter Payton, right? You know, that's the yes, NFL yes, that they should yes, be seeing. Yes, yes, yes. I've never seen, well, I, I didn't see Walter Payton play. And it would be okay. great to turn on the television and be able to see a game where Walter Payton was playing. Like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Well, I think, you know, if you um, follow me at Stanfield Kevin on Twitter, you'll see that that uh, I'm world-renowned and people actually listen to me. Most of the time they laugh. But uh, maybe we should, get, <laughs> we should get it out there on Twitter. Oh, oh people, you got a voice. I mean, come on, what else are you all doing? I mean, granted, you claim you're working from home, but I've seen work from home. I've done work from home. You ain't, you ain't working. Come on. I mean, you no, can't be at your terminal. You can't be at your at your workstation, listen to your boss on a speakerphone while you're watching The Price is Right. You, you, <laughs> you ain't working. No doubt, no doubt. It's, uh, and and, and what's interesting, though, is that there is a sport that's getting it right. So the Golf Channel over the weekend uh, had been showing – now, they did show some recent stuff. Like when this stuff first happened, they were showing some tournaments from, like, last year in, 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 in 2018 – um, but it was so I, I think things had shut down so quickly because there were tournaments that were on air one day on a Thursday. It was the the one at TPC Sawgrass, uh, uh, the players uh, championship that was on on a Thursday. And then that Friday morning, they decided that they were going to cancel the tournament. So they had to find something to air. So I get just go back to whatever's close. But this weekend, I mean, they showed the 1975 Masters. They showed the 86 Masters. And I got to see Jack Clay. I got to see um, uh, uh, Johnny Miller. You know, I got to see some so, some Arnie. I mean, I got to see some of the some of the greats. And there's a guy who I just got into the game into the game of golf. Uh, he just started playing last year. And man, he was uh, texting a group of us, and he was like, "Man, I knew Jack was great." He said, "But I'm late to the game." He said, "Watching this, I mean, this dude is definitely." Like the best player, um, it, what I think Tiger's the best, but he, but, but he, he, he's like, you know, you go Tiger, Jack, you're going one, two, or two, one. It doesn't matter, you know. But the point is right. that right. it gave, it gave a, and this guy is under the age of 32, and so you're giving a young guy new to the game some perspective on the history of the game that he didn't have before. And even me, right, it right. gave me some perspective on the game that I didn't have before. More so that the golf fashion in the 70s was out of this world. I was like, man, I wish I was alive in the 70s playing golf. I would have thrown the fashion seat up. But the point is, is that I think football and basketball should do the same thing. Like, give some of these young kids some perspective on the history of the game. And then maybe if they did, we can get some of this, you know, Jordan or LeBron argument out of here if, if we would show some of these games so these kids could actually see what Michael Jordan was like when he played. It's amazing, man. It's amazing because... One of the reasons I, I really just I started playing basketball 
in my uh, late teens, in my late teens, because when I was a kid and when I was like, you know, early teens, I'd look at games and I couldn't do that. And I said, there's no way I can't <laughs> dribble like that. I can't like, miss a guys. It was average for a guy to average like 90 percent at the line. Right. Average. Yeah, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. was like the worst player. My average like a high 80s. Right. You know, and, right. And, right. And, and, and everybody. It, and. And got big players with low post moves and stuff. Now, you know, it's like <laughs> it's crazy. It's good, but like you said, you know, the younger people are the ones who really need to get the perspective. I mean, I, I've seen it, right? And and that's another reason I think they're trying to get rid of the old people, right? Because they don't want to hear that perspective. They want to run everything themselves, right? You know? But right. I'm here to tell you, as a representative of the up and coming old people's society, y'all not gonna get rid of us that easy, right? You know, yeah. you know, because Richard Pryor once said. You don't get to be old being a fool. That's right. Yeah, though, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Interesting. That's so, right. That's absolutely right. Um, we've got the NFL draft coming up uh, on the 23rd. So we are, gosh, as we're recording, this is the 15th. So we're a little more than a week away. Uh, and so that'll give us something um, to watch, something to talk about. This might be the the, the, the uh, most watched draft in recent <laughs> memory uh, because it's something on television to watch. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any, I, I haven't heard any rumors of folks trading down, uh, anything like that. I, you know, who knows? It's, it's really a wait and see game because no one's doing pro days or they haven't done pro days and, and any of the other stuff because of all the social distancing thing. And so it's really just kind of a wait and see situation. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty much, I'll, I'll be happy. I've, I've been so turned off with the self-proclaimed experts on, on social media that, that, you know, I'll, I'll be kind of happy it's all over with. It used to be like like uh, like uh, Christmas morning for me to draft. I was, you know, back in the yeah. days when they had 12 rounds, I'd sit in front of the TV and watch all 12 rounds. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd chart it myself. Right. You know, but they've, they've taken all the fun out of it because of the not so much. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinions, but then you got the know-it-alls and then the guys who claim if your opinions doesn't match your opinion doesn't match theirs. Right. There's something wrong with you, you know? Right. And, right. And, 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 you know, even the guys who are supposed to be experts, right. You know, they, they, they ridicule you for having an opinion, you know, just because you're not, right. if you don't have a blue check mark beside your name, there's something wrong with you, which leads me to an aside, man. This, I've been feeling kind of bad about this. Now with this um, situation, a lot of people have changed their employment uh, situations. You know, some of them voluntarily, some not voluntarily, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've fallen victim. I mean, times were great. I've lost, I've lost jobs. But times when everybody was doing great, I've lost jobs. But, right. but as the right. situation is, is now, there are people with blue check marks on their name who's getting laid off from major companies, and then mm-hmm. they get on Twitter and and blast the company that laid them off, like. Right. I got laid off, you know, and, and I'm having mm-hmm. a hard time. I want to show compassion for my fellow man, but I'm having a hard time doing it, right? You know, I mean, it's like, sure. I mean, we're all we're all suffering together, right? So why do you think that you're more important than the guy in the street? Because you lost, <laughs> you know, you lost your job, right? Come on, right? I mean, that's, right. that's just right. a personal editorial, right? You know, like I said, I hope everybody does well, but come on, man, where were you when I got laid off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a little well, editorial, right? You know, the following uh, kind of, the yeah, well, kind of of with all, Kevin Stanfield. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's something yeah. we all kind of go through. Um, so one thing I like to do around draft time is look back at drafts in the past 
and just see what do we think about some of these players now. Um, I didn't want to do 2019 because that's just last year. You gotta, you need a little bit more time under your belt, right? Right, and right, so right, 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 right. 2017. I'm just gonna shout out some names and let me know what you, what you think. Cleveland Browns first overall pick. They took Miles Garrett. Uh, if he ever gets to play again and not swing a helmet at someone else's head, he was a pretty right, good right. pick. I think he's had, he had a, a pretty good. He's having a pretty good pro career, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like his career. I think a rumor has it that he's going to. Uh, uh, Join the uh, the NASCAR diversity program. Uh, <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. We're not gonna go there. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. There you go. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I so, think he was a good, solid choice. He has a hey, Miles Garrett. This is the 2017 draft. Uh, number two uh, with the second uh, uh, pick overall, Chicago Bears pick uh, quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, safe to say they probably missed with the second <laughs> with the overall number two pick there on Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, you know, I would like to blame Mitch. You never can tell, though. If he ran into a situation, now we saw here last year where there was a pick and the coach at the at the particular time didn't like the pick, and he he, he made no bones about it. He told the world he let the pick, he let the player know. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're not right. my pick. Yeah, yeah. So who <laughs> knows if Mitch went through that or not? But for right now, Mitch looked like much like his statistics a miss. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Incomplete. Um, yeah. I'll go down to the to the fourth pick. Leonard Fournette went number four to Jacksonville Jaguars. It's funny because he runs and plays so hard. I I felt as if he's been playing for almost six years in the NFL. I don't right. know how much tread are left on those tires because he runs so hard. And he ran hard in LSU when he was there as well. Well, you know, right now he has the same offensive coordinator that we have as a head coach who thinks that the uh, that the um, running back is. This was like a, a luxury, like a sunroof. <laughs> so he'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll have a lot of tread left on his tires because he won't get used a whole lot. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> the, the sixth pick overall uh, in the first round, the Jets chose Jamal Adams. Looks like he's working out quite nicely. Yeah. Uh, Carolina Panthers with number eight pick Christian McCaffrey. Uh, good for them. Uh, the yeah, quick word on McCaffrey. You know, uh-huh. McCaffrey, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, signed a contract extension uh, he did. Uh, this yep. past week. He, quite lucrative one. And uh, me and my socially uh, cynical uh, tone, I, I mentioned that now we're seeing the uh, justification of the running back position. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, remember, they didn't want to pay Zeke, right? Or I forget yeah, his name yeah, in, uh, yeah. in San Diego. They didn't want to pay him because yeah, uh, Gordon, right? Uh, position uh, is being yeah. devalued. Yeah. So right, right. Good, good for Christian. Yeah. Good, good property. The property value of the running back just went sky high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll drive the property the property value back up. Uh, two more that I wanted to mention: tenth uh, pick in the first round in 2017 by the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Ooh, tenth, uh, tenth, and then and then the number eleven pick uh, by the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson. So here's what I want to do, and this is just, I mean, listen, this is kind of tongue in cheek. I'm going to go. I'm going to read the names of the nine teams. That picked before Kansas City uh, and 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 before Houston, and you let me know whether or not their quarterbacks are currently better now than John Watson or Patrick <laughs> or Mahomes. Now here's the thing, Patrick Mahomes, um, I'll give teams kind of a pass on him only because he comes he he lit up college at, at Texas Tech. But there were a string of quarterbacks like Cliff Kingsbury and others. I believe Cliff Kingsbury went to Texas Tech, who yeah, went to yeah. Texas Tech, and they get to the NFL and they flail out. They just they just don't pan out. So 
I get people kind of being like, ah, I don't know. Maybe it's the system. I, I so so you kind of get a pass on that. But Deshaun Watson was just a beast at Clemson. So so I, I'm going to go down this list and let me know if anyone could be interested in the Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns goes without saying. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes was a, a, a gamble. Mitch Trubisky was a. I, I don't understand why. Now again, this is also taking Mitch Trubisky. Forget Patrick Mahomes, even though he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But over Deshaun Watson, like who picks Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson? You can argue Mitch Trubisky over. Now again, this sounds foolish now, but at the time in the draft, you could argue. Uh, I don't know if you should take Mitch Trubisky or Patrick Mahomes with the number two, but you can't argue Deshaun Watson. The Bears chose Mitchell Trubisky. That's crazy. Uh, you know, that, that's interesting. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Hold on for a minute. Let's think about that for a second. Somewhere there's a room, and there was, I'm assuming, more than one person in the room, and they're looking at these mm-hmm. players, and somebody in this room says, oh, we got to go with Trubisky. We got to. We got to. Watson, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Watson, uh, you know, Mahomes, uh, my, my, my reputation is on the line here. I'm going Trubisky. Somebody actually said right. that. <laughs> right, right. Well, somebody said That's that, and then his barrier, and there was a room full of people who either agreed or didn't knock the guy unconscious and lock him in the closet. Like, <laughs> there was a whole room full of people who allowed that pick to happen over the Sean Watson. Now, again, people may listen to this show, and they're going to think that 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 I'm and one of those people who should be knocked unconscious and put in the closet by saying. I, I almost can understand the Patrick Mahomes because, again, you got you can't look at it through the eyes of 2020. You've got to go back to 2017 with this. And so I understand why some may not may didn't want to take a chance on Mahomes because of the system, Texas Tech, and in the history of Texas Tech quarterbacks. But, you know, yeah, also um, that also the drafting of Mahomes is interesting because he he wasn't drafted to start playing right away. They still were a playoff team. Exactly. Without him, had, had a former number one overall pick in Alex Smith mm-hmm. starting for them, right? And Mahomes had the had the luxury nowadays of sitting, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of like, sort of like the Dwayne Haskins situation. If you had actually been teaching Dwayne Haskins stuff as, as a <laughs> treated him, <laughs> right. him as right. luxury, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I'm not going to give. Um, you know, uh, Kansas City and his success, I, I think it was just a brilliant move. But but there's no excuse for, for Chicago to do that. Okay, let's, let's move yeah. on. Let's, yeah. so, no. so, so, so then the Jacksonville Jaguars think they could use some Deshaun Watson's help? What about the Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, the Chargers, the Panthers, the Bengals, and then obviously the Chiefs and Saints, they, they're, they're straight at quarterback. But, I mean, I'm looking at all these teams that passed on Deshaun Watson, and I'm just thinking – what in the world? Because that his last season at Clemson, I don't think there was anybody more highly talented at quarterback than him. The, the way he used to put that spanking on Alabama in the big games, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Right? I don't understand. And the interesting thing, his own people, like remember when he was at Houston, um, they started Mike Glenn over him that, that, that first yeah. season. I yeah. Through, didn't yeah. he throw like four picks in a quarter? Or something like yeah. That? But then again, yeah. this is the same dude who just got rid of DeAndre Hopkins because he, yeah. Said, yeah. he said it was yeah. a salary situation. And then he just picked up a receiver that, that made more money <laughs> than him. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is wrong with folks, man? This, this I don't is, know. Yeah, those, are perfect, those are perfect questions, man. Yeah, all those quarterbacks would have benefited from him. 
And not even in hindsight, man. They, they just this whole and this brings about the whole thing about the draft, man. It's it's all a, a, a <laughs> crapshoot if you're if you're all gamble. I mean, throwing the dice is just monopoly. You don't know what square you're gonna land on until you throw the dice. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And 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 the other thing is, if someone tells you that they're an expert, they, they're lying. They don't. There's no right. way they yep. can know. But but some things are just obvious. There's just some things are just obvious, right? Like and those people who passed on those talents because they didn't become talents overnight. They didn't just wake up and say, "Oh, you know what? I'll be a great quarterback from now on." They had the skill from the beginning. <laughs> and those people, the people who either re- they ignored it, they ignored the advice of people who recognize the talent, or, or they're just too stupid to have jobs. That's I'm sorry, I've been locked up for a while. So. <laughs> One or the other, one or the other. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's your look at the 2017 draft as we look forward to 2020. Uh, Kevin, you got anything else you want to cover in the show, man? Yeah, a couple of things, man. I'm kind of curious yeah. as to what our our, uh, our uh, vast listening audience is, is doing, man, to keep the sanity if they're doing the, the practice and the physical distancing like, like they're supposed to. One thing I'd like to mention, though, physical distancing, that applies when we're on the, on the highway as well. If you're in your car, you don't need to be within six feet of me when we're both driving. So back up a little <laughs> bit. Right? You know? So what, here's a couple of things. I got a couple of suggestions for people and, and try it. And just to see if, if take an hour, for, for instance, take one hour and grab a newspaper or a magazine and write down oh. the whole page. But write it in cursive. Just use cursive. <laughs> so cursive. When's the last time you wrote more than two sentences in cursive? Man, I can't. I I can't remember. I can't even remember when. I can't remember when I did that. I can't remember when the last time I wrote anything other than just to write my own notes down about something. Right, right, right. And because see, I caught myself. I was trying to write it down, and half of it would come out in cursive. Then I print half of it. And right. Like, well, yeah, so I, I had to stay after school. Elementary school, I did that. But then I got the line paper and just tried to write a sentence in cursive. And, and and it's it's hard. <laughs> it is really hard. Yeah. So I challenge you oh, to yeah. try to do that, people. And then uh one more thing. What was the other thing? I have some notes here. Did I talk to you about the bacon last week? I don't think I talked to you about the bacon. Um, no, I don't I think we don't... did. Okay, go right ahead. Yeah, what's well, going where on? Where do you stand on bacon? How do you like your bacon? Oh, it's got I I don't like it crispy. It's gotta be soft. It's gotta be it's gotta be a little chewy. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's the way that, that's the way I like mine. Bacon. Yeah, why would anybody is, does anyone else eat any type of food crispy and burnt like that? Like, no, or tough. Like, it's, it's like everybody likes everything else is like, you know, done nicely and chewy. That's how you get your bacon. I, I, I was ridiculed, man, because I threw a little something on Twitter at Stanfield Kevin. I, I, I was ridiculed because, because people just don't understand that concept. It has to be crispy, it has to have a, a, a crunch to it. And, and I challenge people to try the bacon a different way. <laughs> you know, learn something yeah. about yourself. Try it. If you're, exactly. if you're a crispy bacon, <laughs> just, yeah, try it. You might like it. Just you know, if you microwave it for four minutes, just try it in like three minutes and twenty-seven seconds. You know, just, just try it. Let, let me know. You, you find something. I think it'll take that edge off your personality, right? If, if you do absolutely, that, right? you know. Yeah. You know, you might so, have yeah, missed so, the bacon thing because it made me think about this Hallmark Channel movie that just came out of part of their uh, uh, spring. I saw that. Here. I saw that. Yeah. About some girl who's got a, a food truck, and then some guy who has another food truck like kind of moves into the neighborhood. You know, it's almost as if a drug deal thing is going down where she's got the the, the block on lock, and then he moves on on that same street with his food truck, but he specializes in bacon. And the title of the movie is 
you're baking me crazy. That's, and that's I, funny. I saw that. That's a hallmark shot. <laughs> well, the, the last thing I have is, is it was like a special request from our good friend Rondy Henderson, right? And we got to find a way with the technology to get Rondy on and talk about how his life is for him. Yeah. He asked me, like, if you could do any segment or any subject, but have you sing it? Huh. Have me sing it or just yeah you 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 sing it yeah just sing the segment or any topic right because he said that he found out you had quite the singing voice right that I have quite the singing voice yeah huh that called your radio yeah so you know whenever you want to like regale us with something man feel free right you know oh okay I wonder what what yeah what maybe golf maybe golf I don't know I got to think about it. Sing the song about the Cowboys. Yeah, maybe I'll sing a blues song about the Cowboys. Well, maybe, yeah, you get a new uh, Federal Report theme song, Federal Football Report theme song. Yeah. A guy, I was listening to this comedian. I don't know if you're familiar with this song came out within the past few years called Havana. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and I come my, my, my granddaughter watches it or kids pop Camilla Cabrillo or something like that, right? Yeah. Lady. And they looked at the credits, so she said, do you know that there were nine credited writers for that song? Nine? Nine. <laughs> and it said, the song is three chords. No, actually, it was ten. He said, the song was three chords. The whole song, three chords. Uh-huh. And there were nine credited writers, and they said, that's, that's three writers per chord. And a floater. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, so, why do you need that many people to write a song? I, I don't know, brother. I don't I'm know, sure brother. the song we, is only three minutes, too. Like, I That's right. That That's right. To write a three-minute song? That's right. That's right. So, yeah, you know, so, you know, it takes, it takes a village right now. <laughs> I guess. Unbelievable, right. man. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I got, we got to give another shout-out to our friends at Stanfield, right? You know, yes. they're doing a wonderful, a wonderful work. I mean, basically, the bottom line, an underwear company that change what they do for business who, who went from underwear to making protective garments for medical workers. So, you know, hats off to them. You know, sound you know what? In an, un, in an unrelated story, I was I was working at one of these radio networks uh, doing some morning work. Er, actually, today I was doing this. And uh, when I left, I had to run past the gas station and a quick convenience store. And so I went there, but I, I forgot my mask at home. And so obviously you can't do that. Do you know right. what came in handy? What came in handy was a pair of underwear. Now, not <laughs> underwear that I ha- currently had on. Uh, that's not what I did. I didn't take off my underwear and use it as a mask. What I, what I remembered, I went into my trunk of the car to see if I had anything, whether it was a long, uh, like a big golf towel or whatever in the trunk. I saw this, 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 this black plastic bag balled up in the corner of the trunk. I opened it, and there was a pair of underwear in there, like, like boxer briefs. And I'm thinking, where in the world did this come from? But I look in the box. It was a it, in the bag. It was a, a gift from my grandmother two years ago for Christmas. And, and I, I guess I just had the bag. I threw it in the trunk and just never took it off the trunk. So a pair of underwear given to me by my grandmother two years ago. And so uh, and, and, and it were boxer briefs. So what I did was I, I stuck my head through the through one of the leg parts. I don't know whether it's left or right leg. I didn't pay attention. And, and so the leg part came over my nose, over my mouth, down the chin. And I stuffed the rest of it in my like sweatshirt, like the, the neck part of the sweatshirt, so you couldn't see that it was actual underwear. And then there you go, I got a mask. <laughs> now, a couple so of that's kind of my, my salute to, 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 to Stanfields and, uh, and yeah, underwear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, 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 next time I talk to them, I'll bring that attention. Okay, that's one thing. The other thing is uh, you, you're giving a whole new meaning to the thong song. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. What a visual. What a yeah. visual. 
What? Didn't know we talked about that today, did you? <laughs> we can't top that. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson of stories. Uh, let's not follow it up with the Mitch Trubisky. Uh, That's right. So we'll catch up with you guys next week. You know what, Kevin? I wonder if we should record next week. We'll talk offline about this. I wonder if we should record, although that would be a long show if we recorded during the first round of the draft. Maybe we should record during the second round of the draft. Or as the Redskins are making their pick, maybe we should record then and we can talk about it leading up to it and then our thoughts when they make it and then our thoughts afterwards. And that'll be the show. It'll be our draft show. Oh, man, the possibilities. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Tell you what, write down some notes. Write them in cursive, though. <laughs> we'll work on that we'll work on that, that absolutely that would be awesome yeah i think we'll, we'll, we'll do that either way folks you'll you'll see via twitter just follow kevin uh stan uh at stanfield kevin me uh you can follow me at claude j radio and uh, we'll let you know what the draft show plans will be but that's going to be fun and maybe we can do maybe we can do a zoom and we'll get rodney on maybe we can get jason on a couple eagles fans maybe we can do something like that that'll be fun but either way we'll awesome. let you guys know it's the federal football report uh kevin take it easy all right later Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see how it can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.